Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 10 of Headstrong. This episode is brought to you by Pure Sport CBD. Pure Sport CBD have the highest quality CBD available. All of their products go through the most rigorous and advanced testing protocols in the world where they actually get two different third-party companies to test every single batch, which means all of their products are of the highest quality on the market. As a headstrong listener, you can get 20% off their products, excluding their bundles on their website, using the code HEADSTRONG20. CBD, I hear you ask. If you're new to it, you're probably wondering, why would I buy CBD? Well, let me tell you, I'm actually a user of CBD myself, and it has greatly increased my sleeping patterns and just recovery. It's magnificent, but I will explain that more later on in the show. To go check out the website, it's puresportcbd.com and the code for 20% off for Headstrong listeners is HEADSTRONG20. And if you're not listening in the UK, don't worry, Pure Sport CBD ship worldwide. For only $6.99, you can get your CBD shipped anywhere at puresportcbd.com. And welcome to my next episode of Headstrong. My name is Louis Strong and I host this show. Now, Headstrong is a podcast where I invite a variety of well-known individuals to engage in discussions about their upbringings, their drives and their careers, but also their vulnerabilities to inspire listeners to understand what it means to be headstrong. Now, for me, this means believing in yourself, overcoming barriers, and reinforcing self-worth. However, part of this is up to the guests to interpret what headstrong means to them, to inspire, influence, and motivate you, the listener. 
Joining me on today's episode is the wonderful actor, Denise Richards. Now, Denise was zooming in from California and we sat down and we had a good old chat about all things about her life and career. Without wanting to give away too much, I'm just going to let us dive straight into the conversation on this one. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Denise, thank you so much for joining me on Headstrong. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, my absolute pleasure. I mean, I, I've been kindly introduced to you by not only one, but two previous guests on Headstrong, being Dominic Anderson and Jane Seymour. So um, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've got one quick question from Dominic. He, he literally said, uh, what is it like working with him? <laughs> I, you know, I loved working with him. He's so positive and happy and He's a breath of fresh air. Um, he's a lot of fun. He's a hard worker, super committed. And uh, I, I, I really, I, I hope we work together again very soon because I really enjoyed working with a lot. Well, I know that he's going to put that on his kind of reviews reel. <laughs> Um, but now, of course, we we do. I don't know how much you know or, and how much Dominic actually told you, but we we do share a credit together in Glow and Darkness. I was lucky enough to go out there and I shared some scenes with with Jane. Unfortunately, not with you. I was a bit gutted about that. But how have you found that experience working throughout the pandemic then? Well, first of all, I, I'm very grateful that I was able to work during the pandemic. Uh, you know, obviously many people uh, weren't and still aren't back to work. So for that, I am very grateful. It was surreal traveling overseas. It's such a different experience. Um, you know, it's, a uh, it's crazy, but I, you know, we were, we were there to still continue. We have a job to do when we want to finish it. And so I'm very grateful for that, but it's very different, you know, working with each other and especially with actors when you're having to even just wear a mask, um, rehearsing, you know, there's so much that you uh, react off of each other and um, body, different things you're thinking and feeling and, and to not be able to have that full experience until we're actually doing a take, you know, and getting into the rhythm of it. It's very different. But I, again, I'm very grateful that we're back working. So then just picking up from that then, did it, did it affect your kind of approach to how you approach your acting work then? Because it's obviously completely different to your, your every credit that you've ever done before. I think this was, these are circumstances, obviously none of us ever in our lifetime have ever had to deal with. So it's very unfamiliar. So the approach was very, (laughs) it's a little unsettling and you feel a little, at least I did, you you know, feeling a little unsteady and, um, you know, and having to be you know, when you work on a, a set and you're working with a group of people, whether it's a, a movie or a TV show, and you spend so much time with everyone, and especially being on location, it, you know, we get very close with each other and we love to socialize and have fun and, um, and we have to, you know, be close with each other on set. And so when circumstances change where you have be very respectful of distance and, and this, and that. it's, um, it's a very, uh, it's very unfamiliar for actors to be in that environment. Totally. Now, who do you play in the show uh, and what drew you to such a production? Cause it's obviously a Spanish production. Um, and also again, unfamiliar territory, I would imagine. 
Yeah, no, I, I, um, I talk to, I, I play Countess Champagne and I, I am such a fan of, um, the, our, our director of photography, Ho, Jose Luis Alcane. And then the day after Christmas, a year ago, I did a zoom call with the director, Jose and I immediately loved his passion and I thought, you know what, this is fun. It's something I've never done before. And I, and I've known Jane, so I knew she was doing it too and thought that could be fun too, playing her daughter. And I'm so grateful I did it. And I was there up until literally the day before flights were canceled leaving um, Spain, coming back to Los Angeles, right when all the lockdown happened. Uh, and, and thank God, myself and um, one of the other actors, we were able to get out. But, uh, it, you know, it's just, this. the project has been really wonderful and we've had such epic locations and very fun, a lot of fun costumes and, and wigs and stuff like that. And it's fun, it's make-believe, it's being, you know, going to going to a party and stuff and having fun with it <laughs> yeah totally i mean as you said there though you are you are you are living in la at the moment down on the west coast of the usa which means you're spending a lot you did spend a lot of time away from home and that's an interesting one as an actor how do you tackle spending a lot of time away from home and indeed away from the people that you love and care about most in your own close circle of friends and family you know, that's been my whole, basically my whole adult life it has been, I've been on location so many times working and my family knows that's just part of it. Uh, obviously over the years, especially when my, my daughters were a lot younger, I had to pick and choose when I was going to be doing that and didn't want to spend too much time away. And if they weren't able to come with me, I had to make that decision. But as they're getting older, uh, and my youngest also getting a little older, it's, uh, you know, it's, there's opportunities and I want to be able to still do that. It's, it's I love, and they just know, oh, mom's going to be gone for this. And, you know, and my older ones are teenagers anyway. So even though they say, oh, you know, we want you home, they, times I will say they're like, they won't even notice if I'm here or not. <laughs> oh <laughs> my word. Yeah. You can rely on the teenagers, can't you? Um, <laughs> Totally. Um, so where are you? So you're currently out uh, in LA at the moment. What are you currently shooting? Um, I also work on a soap called Bold and Beautiful. And um, we were the first production in Los Angeles to be back up and running after COVID. So we, uh, I, you know, I shoot quite a few episodes a week doing that. And then I've done other jobs uh, in between, which it's nice to see that you know, everyone's starting to open up a bit more and get back into working, which is great. I mean, you're such a busy person. You have constantly something going on. And actually, I said exactly the same to Jane. You're just so busy, which is incredible and it's wonderful. But how do you find the time to unwind? What do you do to just go, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to have a, a couple of hours here for myself. What do you do to just let your hair down? It depends. It depends where I'm at. If I'm on location, I, I love my favorite thing being on location is the camaraderie with the, the cast and the crew. And for all of us at the end of the day to be able to, you know, go out and have dinner and drinks and hang out and just have fun. I love that. 
uh, when I'm at home, I'm, you know, I love, you know, my husband and I, we love spending time with each other too. And we're, you know, he's my best friend and we're very, obviously very close. So anytime he and I can sneak away and have our adult time and, and do that or, and, or with the kids doing different things. So it's, it just depends. I bet you've got some good stories about having, having a few late night drinks on, on location. Have you ever turned up the next day and feeling a little bit worse for wear? No, I'm very careful with that. I, I don't overdo it because I, no. <laughs> good. You, you have to like be professional, show up, look uh, good. And I'm talking about like at the end of the week on a Friday night. And even at that, I still don't want to do too much anyway. <laughs> but it's just nice having the, especially with a lot of us, if we're all away from home, you know, our families and friends outside of our film or television show it's it's nice to have that camaraderie and it's just it's more about like you know just unwinding instead of you know <laughs> no of course going the other way. you've got to, got, to, got to let your hair down and you know ultimately as you said it is the balance between you know having, it's, it's your job I'm too old for that. So it's more about just unwinding and having fun and just hanging out and just talking all night. I love that. Oh, I love it. Sitting, sitting around the campfire. Now, Denise, I have to talk to you about how many acting credits you actually have to your name because I'm just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling down IMDb. I'm not sure my, I think my, 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 my mouse is now broken from how much scrolling oh, I've had stop. to do. <laughs> um, but it's, it's incredible to be speaking to someone like you. But before we dive into your, the specifics of your career and some of those credits, I wanted to just ask you a piece of advice. Um, what would you say to someone, a young individual? In fact, let's just do so What would you say to me getting into the industry? Because I'm, I'm 24. I've got a couple of credits to my name. What would your piece of advice be at this stage? You know, I, 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 quite frankly, the business has changed so much since when I started. You know, obviously, social media wasn't around. And it's, uh, it's very different. I, I, all I say is, if whatever your dream is, on keeping on and anytime reject all the rejections that one job made up for being told no so that's what i would say if, it, if this is where your heart and soul is don't let anyone tell you no just keep on pursuing your dream and and i think that's uh all you can do i love it let's rewind then let's uh let's have a look at um your, your childhood you were not necessarily born into the creative industries by any stretch. Uh, can you just paint a picture for me then uh, where you were born and what that was like? And, and indeed, we'll get onto it, but how you actually fell into the creative industries? Uh, I was actually born in Illinois and, you know, smaller town. It definitely was not uh, around the industry at all. Um, but, it was, you know, was, acting was always something that I was very... Uh, wanting i i loved movies i loved but i never thought that that was something possible because of where i was you know growing up and being raised and then my father uh he worked for a phone company and often had to be outside and the weather can be very cold in chicago so he decided to move um my our family to uh california where the sun was shining <laughs> and and when i was in high school and then I, I started modeling when I was a teenager, but I, acting was always something I wanted to pursue. And I was able to then uh, eventually get an acting agent. And uh, I played a lot younger than 
my age. So I was able to book like, you know, some of the little jobs where they didn't have to worry about hours, how many hours I was working or school and stuff like that. And it was a great way for me to start building my resume as I was pursuing, you know, going out on pilots, movies and stuff like that, Um, which I did quite a few pilots, which they did not go to series. One was for Aaron Spelling and we thought for sure. And it was during the height of uh, you know, Beverly Hills 90210 and um, Melrose Place. So we thought for sure ours was going to get picked up and it didn't. And then, um, and then I got Starship Troopers. And then that's when, uh, you know, things changed. And that's Sometimes what, and it the, takes to start changing your career. And for me, that was what it was. That really, it really was. It really was. But before we, before we go into that, I want to, I want to have a look at your time at high school. How do you reflect on your time at school then i mean was work at the top of your page or were there other other interests i mean what kind of crowds were you hanging around well i had a job because i had to um to pay for my car and you know i had little i worked at haagen ice cream was uh, one of my first jobs scooping ice cream i've worked at grocery stores so you know my sister and i were we were raised to be were workers we, we have to work So I grew up, uh, well, I grew up in my, after my freshman year is when we moved to California and we lived very close to a surfer town. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, kids hanging out at the beach and doing all that, but most of the kids, we have to work to, if we wanted to have a car and have our clothes and all that kind of thing. And so that's, that's what I had to do. So do you think it's kind of been instilled in you to have that sort of work ethic from a very young age? Absolutely. I did not come from money. My parents are hard workers uh, and they raised my sister and I to be very hard workers. So I've always been that way. Were you a sports fan as well? Uh, I'm sorry, what'd you say? Were you a sports fan as well? You know, I think um, I'll watch a game, but I wasn't, my dad was not the dad that was always in front of the TV every Sunday watching football or, you know, I, I, my mom did love baseball. So we we did go to some baseball games, obviously at Wrigley field and stuff like that. But, you know, I wasn't raised with brothers, so I wasn't around that a lot. For sure. But I appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, of course. Now I'm curious, I'm curious to see where, where acting fitted in then because a lot of people from a young age at school use acting kind of as a, as a, as a place for expression and, and not only as a group of friends and as you used the word earlier, camaraderie, absolutely. Um, I'm wondering, because you seemed like to be a confident, bubbly, beautiful person when you were growing up. And, you know, uh, so what was drama just another uh, feather to your cap, I suppose? I think I was always creative, wanting to, you know, when my sister and I were younger, we loved to, you know, put on just when we were really little, just different plays and stuff like that. I just think I always had a creative side of me that was um, just different than, and plus I was never the type that could, that's a very structured, you know, nine to five um, career. Uh, my sister's different. She, it would probably drive her crazy having my career where sometimes you don't know when you're going to work. 
or when your job is. And, and then when you do have the job, you, you don't know what time your call time is until they wrap the, that night. And people, sometimes people that are very close to me don't understand. They're like, well, what time are you working? I'm like, I don't know. When they wrap, they'll tell me my call time tomorrow. So they get the turnaround for everyone. So I'm so used to that. And dates change and travel changes. I'm very spontaneous and I love having an open schedule a lot of times and not knowing what comes up next. I find it exciting. A lot of times it's that big surprise that's amazing. And sometimes you hear, oh, bad news too. And that's okay. It makes you stronger. But I've always just been more of a very carefree, spirited, very spontaneous. Um, So when I, you know, acting, I, I took drama classes in school and then when I, I started modeling when I was in high school and, but I always wanted to act. And so I started, you know, taking classes and that kind of thing. And then, you know, got an agent. I've got to go for it. What's the most spontaneous thing you've ever done? I've had so many, I mean, not crazy. Like, you know, it's just, I'm the type of, we say, oh, we're, you know, we could leave tomorrow to go somewhere. Da, da, da. I, I'd be like, great. I'm not like, well, wait a second. I've got to schedule this, this, and this. It, I think, okay, if I'm working or not, all right, all right, great. Let's go. You know, I just, it, I just am, I don't need uh, a rigid schedule. And actually that would, I, I prefer being, having, um, I love doing different jobs. I love meeting different people and being around it and going to, you know, my job has allowed me to travel all over the world and meet so many different people and film in amazing locations. And I'm so blessed that I get to do that. So it's, um, it's incredible to have all those opportunities. It is. It's incredible. I absolutely agree with with that part of being able to travel and just meet new people. And it's sometimes a lot of people. It's not they're not built out for that kind of line of work, and people do need that schedule and structure. Um, and, and right, and I and I understand it. And I, sometimes I wish I was like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can, we can get us into trouble running away here, there, and everywhere, can't it? Yeah. Well, no. It's more about. I, I don't know. I I don't. I'm. I always just think it's fun. It's, I actually, you know, at the end of a big projects and stuff, it's so hard saying goodbye to everyone because you get so close and you, you're with each other more than your friends and family, the hours because they're long. And, and especially if you're on location, you're staying, you know, close together. And so you become close. So sometimes it's hard even saying goodbye. And it's so great then over the years of my career, paths, the paths that I've crossed with, with different people. And um, so that's always fun too. And you work with different people, crew members and actors and directors and producers and stuff like that. And, and then some people, you never see them again. And that's so hard. Like I'm the, I'm the hardest person to say goodbye. I hate saying goodbye to people. I just say, I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> always the last one at the party. Well, I just don't, I, I don't know. I'm very sentimental and I get close and, you know, I love to have fun with people and I, I find myself being, you know, I'm an easygoing person and just like to have fun and keep things. And, you know, at the end of a, a shoot, it's sad for me. It's like, 
It's very bittersweet. It's obviously great for me to go home to my family, obviously, but it's hard to say goodbye to the, the people that you, you know, spent so much time with getting close to and working with. Now, being, being British myself, the, there's a role that I need to talk about immediately, uh, being, being you taking part in, of course, one of the biggest franchises in the world, James Bond, and you, you were uh, one, of the, one of the characters in the world is not enough. Now, I need yeah. to talk about your character, Christmas James, because the character itself is a scientist. Um, and yeah. in, in the, you have previously spoken about this, touched on this before, but I, I want to talk to you about how do you think that role would stand up today? Because it's received criticism being, you know, an intelligent scientist being paired with uh, the, the outfits being worn today. How do you, would, it, would that stand up in kind of 21st century like you know because it almost feels like it's so woke now and like people would have something to say and it's almost so unnecessary i i think with with the bond movie it would stand up because that's a bond girl and bond even though it is that it's still a timeless movie yeah i'm pleased that you've said that and have defended the franchise there I think if it was, if I had done something else, uh, it would have disappointed real true Bond fans because that's the Bond girl. No one wants to see me in the, in the lab coat and, you know, super conservative and um, being what would be a typical and stereotypical scientist. Um, Although I think you know, uh, a female scientist, if she wants to wear a little hot pants and a tank top, then go for it. Who cares? It doesn't mean you're less smart. <laughs> Completely <laughs> Do you know I agree. <laughs> I mean, Why can a woman wants to wear? <laughs> totally. Is there something that you do before, before you take on every role? Um, you know, is there, is there, do you have like a, a, you've, you've said yourself that you're spontaneous, but is there like a, a a list of things that you want to tick that you want to get out of a role or you just enjoy the experience of something new? Oh, I don't pre-plan like, okay, I want to, um, every, first of all, everything is, every project is different, but, and every experience is different for myself. I, all I want is I want to be able to be an open actor and, have an experience with other actors that I'm working with. And I've been so blessed working in my career. And then especially on glow and darkness with all these actors, it's so amazing working with them, especially recently. Um, you know, when you're being vulnerable and open and you, um, trust each other and just have fun with, have fun. I mean, when it stops being fun, (laughs) you know, I'm very lucky I'm doing a job that I love. So that I do not take for granted. And I'm very, very blessed. So I want to have the experience. And obviously some, there's oftentimes there's anxiety. Am I going to, you know, how, how it's like the first day of school with everyone at times and getting to know the rhythm with everyone and personalities. And, but it's fun. I, I like that. So before you go onto a job, then is 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 it the day before the first day? You 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 feel a bit ang- bit anxious about going onto that that oh, job? Do you sleep the night before the first day, especially? 
Really? Is that what? what yeah. is that, are there any techniques that you use, or or any kind of breathing exercises, or anything that you help that help with your own anxiety? No, I mean it's not crazy anxiety. It's just like that. It's actually an excited nervousness. I would say more than anxiety. It's like it's exciting, and then it's um, you know you get a little nervous, and um, but it's it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing actually. And just making sure like, oh, what if I don't remember my lines, you know, tomorrow, that's the night before, um, I, I, you know, but it's a good, I, I actually enjoy it. I like, I still like that. You've worked with some of the biggest names in the world now, and you yourself are an enormous, enormous name as well. But I, I'm not even going to start name dropping with how many people that you've worked with. But I'm curious to ask you, is there anyone that you would still be starstruck by if you work with them? Oh gosh, all the time. I mean, I'm not going to drop names either. There's a lot. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm a fan too. Just because I do a job that's in entertainment doesn't mean I'm not a fan of other actors. <laughs> what kind of shows are you watching at home then? Well, you know, during the pandemic, I think we've all watched a lot of stuff. Um, I've been watching, well, right now I started watching a lot of, I love home improvement shows and cookies. And I just finished watching Giada and, and Bobby in Italy, which was so fun to watch. I thought, okay, you know, maybe we could go to Tuscany next time. <laughs> I was like, so I see, I, you know, I like different things. <laughs> Are you still auditioning for things now, or is it now a matter of, of being asked for for jobs? Because you you've got so many um, fantastic credits to your name. I just I'm just curious as to know how how that's how that works with you and your agent. Both actually, um, I did have an audition not that long ago for a voiceover, um, but I do you know I get offers and but then stuff comes up where they want me to audition and I'll audition. What's your approach to auditioning? Because starting out in careers, there's a lot of rejection when it comes to auditioning. Well, it's um, now we put ourselves on tape. So <laughs> my husband helps. <laughs> it's, it's um, I don't like auditioning, but then I think, you know what? Maybe this is better. I don't walk in the room. And, uh, but it's uh, the approach is to just make a choice, whether it's right or wrong. I've learned, first of all, I think, oh, when you walk into a room, whether they want you or not, um, people, if they're me at all, would know different things that I can do if they want me to do that. Uh, I do take direction well. So I think that my approach is if it's, you know, now there's no one to even give any feedback. I just voice whatever. <laughs> um, and I think you just commit to it and it's whatever it's, it's very, um, there's no casting director and producers right there that can say, Hey, can you try it this way? You know? So it's, it's, it's different. This episode is brought to you by pure sport CBD. Now, CBD is relatively new in the grand scheme of things. Customers have reported increased levels of concentration, improved abilities to relax and meditate, but 
as I was mentioning earlier, most importantly, improves sleep recovery. Recovery is incredibly important, and if you are struggling to sleep, CBD might be the perfect place for you to start. What you do is you can put it under your tongue at night, put a few drops under there, and you just let it do the work. As I said, I've been using it myself for a while, and I've just seen significant improvements in my sleep. You know, the ability to drift off quicker and actually stay asleep and just recharge my batteries waking up fresh every single day. So go check out puresportcbd.com and use the code HEADSTRONG20 for 20% off. Definitely. Now, I'm, I'm curious to ask you, whilst we're, whilst we're talking about your acting credits, of course, you've been involved in the massive show, The Real Housewives. Uh, and that, that gave you an opportunity to show who you are, not the characters that you play. Um, how, how did you feel about going on, on the show uh, and, you know, coping with, how do you cope with the spotlight um, on yourself nowadays? Because you've grown up with it, for sure. And I totally understand that. But how do you manage it? Because there's so, certainly so much that you want people to know, I, I anticipate. Yes. I mean, I don't, when you say, I don't, how do you manage? I, I don't know. You don't, uh, I don't, I don't read a bunch of stuff because, I think that can be very negative for anyone. I think media is amazing for so many things, but it's also can be something detrimental, especially for our youth. And that's something that I struggle with with my own kids. But as far as housewives, I loved the show. I was a fan of the show and I thought, you know what, this is something different. Um, Why not? Let's have fun. Let's do it. I'm not, like thinking how I'm going to manage it or anything like that. I think once you start in your, in this career and, and when people start to recognize war, it, you have to, in my opinion, um, just try to, you know, block out the noise because if we keep listening to all the noise, it's not in my, I don't, in my opinion, I don't think it's that healthy. And I think just be true to who you are and, you know, block out everything and it is what it is. I can only imagine you're an absolutely wonderful mother with your kids, but I just, just picking up from that there then, do you chat to them about social media and how, how they use it and things like that? Absolutely. And it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a struggle because it, I, uh, I tried to wait as long as possible. They were the last of <laughs> their peer group uh, to get it because I was just, and I would shut it down all the time. And, and they were smarter than me with those, you know, parent apps and figuring out how to get it off the phone. And, and it's hard. And I, and I, uh, I don't know. I just, I feel like a hypocrite, you know, and I, ex- I explained to them, I'm an adult and it's, very hard for the youth, I believe, to be growing up with this. So it's a struggle, and I, I know I'm not the only parent dealing with it. It's amazing how, how it can be compared to when, you know, a matter of years ago, it didn't even exist, and it's crazy to think that. I think, and it probably, to them, they, it, it's like, well, the olden days when it, it didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's 
spiritual detrimental. I really do. I mean, there's so much negativity on there and, and what these kids have to, you know, live up to and stuff like that. It's not easy, but it's the world we're living in and something that they're going to be having to navigate through too. Um, you know, but I, I try to explain to, you know, I, I worry, you know, I have girls and even boys too would have to worry about this too, but there's just so many, you know, there's a lot of, uh, not the great, the greatest people sometimes out there. And so you just worry as a parent, I'll always worry. I'll worry until the, the very end. So it is what it is. What is so? What is your approach? Uh, sorry, approach to parenting now. That how? So you just you, you seem like a very liberal, free spirit as you as you ha- come across in everything that you do. But you know, you seem to have that kind of concern. So, what, how do you find your your balance as well? Well, I'm also very uh, conservative too. Believe it or not, I was raised um, in a very traditional environment, and you know, I was raised by Catholic parents who were also supportive of gay marriage. Um, you know, so it's like the, that's what I was raised by parents who weren't judgmental and, but still had wanted us to do what's right as a human being. Um, and so, yes, I, even though I am a spontaneous and I am liberal, but I'm also, uh, you know, I, I don't let my kids just do whatever they want why have parents then, you know, and that's as getting older and being teenagers. And that's what I've explained to them. One day they'll not, they'll understand because that's, that's the fine line too, as they're maturing from kids to young adults. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a transformation. I understand that, but you know, we have rules, there's rules, you know, because we can have a, a housekeeper. We still pick up after ourselves. We still clean up. We still do this. We do, you know, it's not like, and it's very hard, especially in Los Angeles. And, and especially in this, in our environment and what we do, you sometimes get some things that you want, you know, and it's, and it's that trying to find that thing of um, not being entitled and this, it's like, no, we're all at the same. We're here. We all work. We all do this. No one's here. No one's there. Like we pick, we help. So I, um, I'm a bit of a stickler with that. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious to ask you because it's, as you say, it's having daughters, they're so precious to you and they are a part of you. And ha- what were you feeling at the, at the time of your demise with your relationship with Charlie? Were you just putting you and your family first, you and your girls? Because as you say, you're six months pregnant and, and you, it's a, you know, a stressful time already being pregnant. Um, so did you just have to eliminate the, um, the, you know, the issue? Well, I, it was a, a marriage that wasn't working. So I made a choice to get it, you know, not be in the marriage. And shortly after our youngest daughter was born, we reconciled briefly and, um, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be. And so for myself, what I wanted to always maintain was not have kids be privy to any discord between us parents. That was my main goal. Just because he and I weren't meant to be husband and wife, 
uh, that doesn't mean any negative feelings, any animosity should, in my opinion, should never affect. I never would talk badly about him. Um, I would always tell Charlie if we had a birthday to go to, or we were to see each other at a dinner, I always invited him to every family thing. Just let's put on a smile, act like nothing in front of the kids because it's not fair to them. They don't need to know any negativity between the parents. And that's something that I've always worked really, really hard. And it is hard to do, but, and that's when people come ask me a lot of times with about this subject, about divorce and not just in interviews, but when people, you know, um, women come up to me or lots of messages, especially on social media, they ask me how, how did you get through your divorce and what, and dealing also with your ex. And, and I always say, make it about the kids. They need to feel so loved so that they don't feel anxious, insecure. There's enough stuff in our world that's going to cause anxiety and insecurity, turn on the news, all that at their, at at the home of the child should be their sanctuary, whether it's the mom or the dad. And I just feel that that's what they deserve. They don't deserve to be born into any you know, discord and animosity, um, or be on the receiving end of it. And, um, you know, whether people agree with me or not, that's how I feel. And I feel that in my opinion for myself and my kids, that's the best thing that I was able to do. When, although you do put your, as you say, you put your, your kids first and, and rightly so in any divorce, that is absolutely correct. And I know that it is a taboo subject quite often in, in pop culture and people do struggle to talk about it. So it's great that you are openly able to, you know, reflect on your own experiences um, from it. But there must have been, you know, there's some time when often you probably have to lean on other people as well, you know, because it's okay to put the kids first no matter what. But did you have a good support circle yourself? But yeah, no, I had a, you know, and also, obviously, there was so much stuff that was very public. Um, so, of course, I had my close, intimate group to be able to talk about. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that, I mean, I don't, I have no words for it. But, uh, but aside from that, it's dealing with not having the respect for the other parent no matter what's going on in the family. Absolutely. Now, obviously, moving on to something uh, absolutely wonderful is, of course, that you you took the motherhood route into adoption as well. And that is a long, long process. In fact, yours, I think, took um, about two years. And I'm curious as to how you got into um, that, um, how you got, how, what your motivation was for adoption and indeed uh, how you how, how that journey was. I've always wanted to adopt and I, it was a year and a half process and I just knew I wasn't done, you know, having kids. And I thought I'm not gonna, I'm going to continue on with my life, even though I'm not married. I thought whatever is meant to be will be. And I, I believe that we choose our parents. Um, And, you know, I feel my daughter, Eloise, she just, it feels like I had her. She just found me a different way than my older girls. So it was just something that I've always wanted to do. 
I, um, I don't know. I, I love it. I, I love the being the, the connection that, um, my older daughters had is immediately feeling like I, you know, gave birth to her. It doesn't matter whether I gave birth or not physically. It's, uh, you know, she just found me as a, as a mother, um, just different than, you know, my older girls. Totally. Now you are such a wonderful human in the, in another way as well, in the sense that you do a lot and a lot of charity work. Now that's not a lot of, not everyone does lots of charity work. And I'm curious as to know why you have such a passion and drive for so many charities as well. It's such a, a vast array of charities that you do like to raise awareness for and raise money for. So wh- where does that passion come from? I, I've been like this, I feel, since I, I was a kid. I do a lot of stuff with animals, and I was always the kid that if there was a stray dog, it would find me. And I would, you know, beg my mom to help me find the owner. And um, I volunteered a lot when I was really little at different places. I, I just always, uh, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, my mom's before she had passed away, she would always say that that's just how I was. I just, you know, I like to help. I like to give back. And, and especially, you know, I believe too, when you, you know, do anything that can create a platform in a media, you have to use it, whatever your passion and cause is on some level, whatever it is, use it to give back and to, and to raise awareness. But I, I love animals and I love, you know, helping people and kids, all of it. That's we have lovely. to help. It's really lovely. It's really, really lovely. I mean, you, there's something that I did want to talk to you about. And please definitely say if you're not comfortable talking about it. But something that I am trying to become better at talking about is grief. Because it's an absolute taboo in, in modern, the modern era. Because it is something that every single individual has to go through and yeah. it's something that there's a complete lack of support of and because not many people know how to deal with it or tackle with it and um, you you very did sadly did did lose your mother um and i'm curious to know how you tackle grief and what we can do as individuals and as a society to um tackle that taboo and actually oh. celebrate the lives of oh. these people I really, I'll, I, all i can say is it's you know, my, I was so close to my mom and she passed away when she was 53 years old. Um, it, it, I, there's not a day that goes by that I don't miss her. I think what I've learned is learning to live with the loss, what it is in my, for me. Um, but everyone's, it's not easy. There's, I don't know. It's it's the unknown, and and it's especially I think with when it's a parent because when we come into this world, our parents are there, and you know my mom was there for me. I never knew life before my mom, so to have to continue life without her, it's she was the rock for our whole family for me, and it's hard. It is hard. Even now, it's been, let's see, she passed away in 2007. Um, so, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't get easier, but you just learn to live with the loss. Um, 
you learn to live life without that person being there. Um, so that part, I guess, in a sense, gets easier uh, uh, as far as the day to day. And you but have to. I, I, I struggle with it myself at times. Of course, and you, but you have to, as you say, you do learn to live with it, but you cherish the, the glorious memories and you remember everything that was so special and dear about that individual. And that's what's so important. Absolutely. And, and I think if you are still at times or you're aware, uh, they definitely give you signs that they're around. And, and many people tell me she's always with me and, and she is. But there's times I'm like, but I want her here physically. I want to hug her and I want to, you know, have conversations. And, you know, even though I still will talk to her out loud once in a while too, still, it's not the same, but it's, uh, you know, they are, they're close. And, you know, I, I did, I will say, you know, when my, here's how I describe having um, my daughters, have, giving birth to a child. It is a love you've never experienced. It's so deep. I say the same with death. It is loss you've never experienced before. It's so deep. And with my daughters, when they were born, um, you know, I felt like my senses were, you learn to stop and smell the rose and you see different things and through their eyes. With losing my mom, I felt like, and in, in, like, I would love harder. I would be angry more. I would be happy more. I felt like it was a, it deepened my heart in an odd way um, that I can't explain other than that, that it's, I just felt like, I, I, I don't know. You just... And you also have to, I think when you lose a parent, especially one you're close to, you have to literally grow up. I was like, well, I don't have to like up anymore. I have to do it. So even though I have my dad and I love my dad so much and we're so close, um, I don't know what else <laughs> goes, but it's, uh, it's a, it's a hard thing. And it's then everyone deals with it. <laughs> they do indeed. Now, Denise, that, that brings me on to my, one of the questions that I ask all my guests that come on the show. What does the word headstrong mean to you? Well, headstrong, I think to me, you're very opinionated and you are, uh, set in your ways and your um, values and what you want. Thank you, Denise. Well, look, you have been absolutely wonderful. I really appreciate you, um, you chatting to me today. I really appreciate it. And I wish you all the very best. Wish you a a successful 2021. And of course, um, it was your birthday the other day. So late happy birthday to you. Thank you. Still, still only 21. I don't know how you do it. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much to Pure Sport CBD for sponsoring this episode with Denise Richards. If you're interested in some more information on CBD and what it might do for you, there's a magnificent quiz at Pure Sport CBD if you're completely new to it. 
If you're not new to it, there's a variety of bundles to get all the best quality products from Pure Sport CBD. Be sure to use the code HEADSTRONG20 for 20% off on their website. Thank you to Pure Sport CBD. And that concludes the 10th episode of the fourth series of Headstrong with the magnificent Denise Richards. I just want to extend my thanks to Denise for coming onto the show. I really, really appreciate it. What a wonderful human being and what a terrific outlook on life. I wish her all the best in 2021. Now, thank you very much to you, the listener, for clicking on the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you have enjoyed the show, please do leave a rating and a review and indeed subscribe to the show and share it with whoever you might think might enjoy the show. I will see you next week for another episode of Headstrong. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.